0: Hey everyone, welcome to this week's Going in Circles Big Monday show. The Derby and Oaks cards are drawn. Barry and I will not really analyze much. We'll just kind of uh, go through, point out some highlights and some potential uh, races that seem to be uh, of interest. Money's Gold is back against Real Horses this time and uh, see what she's got. Uh, a couple nice undercard races. The American Turf is uh, might be the best race of the year, period. I'm willing to go out on that limb. See what Barry has to say about that. Um, but uh, the Derby field, of course, uh, got all the attention. Oaks hasn't really been talked about very much. Uh, we'll give that a little bit of a... A glance over, we're going to do a show later this week, kind of covering both cards, and uh, we don't know when, we don't know where, we don't know why, we don't know how, but uh, we will get that information out when we have it, but um, but the Derby is uh, this week, and everybody loves the Derby, even us. All right, back with Barry in just a minute. Hey, if you haven't done it already, it's time for you to sign up for the Going in Circles Digest. Go to www.goingincirclesdigest.substack.com and click on the link to subscribe for free for the latest and stakes previews, and stories, and all kinds of other assorted nonsense. And I even put up some cool videos every once in a while for... Uh, Historic purposes. Anyways, check it out. Going in Circles Digest. Substack.com. It's free. It should be for you. Going in Circles podcast listeners, we have something that might be of interest to you. The Going in Circles Digest is a eh, sort of weekly newsletter that we put out, we preview steak races, we review steak races on occasion, uh, we talk about industry topics, and do some writing about you know various stories, sometimes uh, brief, sometimes we carry on, we put some videos that we find interesting from YouTube on, on there. And we also link to other articles and things that we've found interesting. It's free. You can subscribe at goingincirclesdigest.substack.com. That's goingincirclesdigest.substack.com and uh, check it out. Hey there, Sniper. Hey, what's up, Sergeant Simon? Derby Sniper. No, there's one sergeant. and that's Nick Hines. Yeah, true, true. You're General. We can't have two no. Colonel. Colonel. So, Major General is in the, uh, Major Dude is in the American turf, thankfully for him. But, um, I don't want to rank, actually, because then, uh, then I have to actually you know do something,
1: yeah, although Amber is a sergeant,
0: Amber would be a good
1: drill sergeant she was so that there's that <laughs> she actually was so <laughs> she actually was
0: um, well uh it's it's here this week, the week that everyone pines for for no way you serious? months and months anything. and
1: months and months i heard nothing on twitter about this event what's it called again yeah
0: <laughs> it's um uh, it's so funny though every year it's the same thing
1: you know oh it, absolutely it's like it, it, it's so predictable <laughs> but it's funny to watch
0: people can't wait to
1: put out the the, the derby field <laughs>
0: thank you wouldn't, wouldn't have been able to find this information without you <laughs>
1: posting it <laughs> Here yeah it is. but you know you know what would happen is everybody would think the same way and then not do it and then there would be no information out there everybody would stop at the same time so it's all or nothing
0: it's all or nothing but uh but the race is drawn the um i i will say this that Someone mentioned this the other day on on Twitter and and I hadn't really thought about it and actually me not thinking about it was probably one of the signs it was true is that
1: no one's talking about the Kentucky Oaks like at all. At all. Zero. Nothing. I guess uh, there's no really, you know, there's no buzz around it because there's no like superstar. No, it's 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 a very
0: mediocre field. I mean, the Phillies last year weren't great and they haven't been great this year. Yeah. um I didn't even know there was a horse from the, the UA derby for Phillies
1: <laughs> the U a yokes <laughs> uh is, 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 is I, I, here I was today years old when I found that out <laughs> and that was just now so yeah
0: so that was uh it's been very very quiet like uh, I've never seen it quite so so quiet I mean last year was a little bit of a I mean, there was a lot more high-profile fillies. You had um, Secret Oath, who was kind of knocking, maybe at the Kentucky Derby door, mm-hmm. um, and then you had um, Echo Zulu, and uh, you had Shug's Philly. Who, who uh, oh, Kathleen O, you know, Kathleen O, and it just it seemed like um, it seemed like there was a lot more discussion about it because this year there's been like zero.
1: None like none at all. No. So even today, like <laughs> usually might get a little some, but I I haven't seen anything really.
0: No, not much. Uh and, you know, I was looking at the race, it's it's really an interesting race. I mean, you have a horse who's gonna be the odds on favorite, who is a dead one run closer in a fourteen horse field. Yeah. I should be licking That's, my stops to bet against that one. <laughs> Yeah, I was thinking that same thing. Like like, man, this is this is a tough one to take at four to five. Um just because of her running style, which which isn't really conducive to uh I mean it's not that she can't win or anything, but she's gonna need a little bit of help and she's gonna need a little bit of luck and, and those right. are things that you you prefer your your three or four to five shots not to have to depend on very much. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about uh, what's her name, Miss <laughs> Cheese? Uh,
1: I forgot her name. Um, Damn. The Brad the Brad Cox horse. What's her Yeah, what's her? which yeah, you know the Brad Cox horse. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> which <all right>. one? <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. There's so
1: many. Well,
0: the one, the one I, the one I had in the future didn't even make it. Cause she got a, how do we say it? a, uh, a, a, a not a very aggressive steer steer in the, uh, in the, uh, the, uh <laughs> in the race. I can't think of the name of either. Um, a wet paint is the, is wet the paint. Wet sport. paint. She'll be the favorite in here, but, um.
1: I think she's gonna be that low.
0: Punchbowl was the one I, I actually
1: yeah. like better than
0: her. Probably would I think wet paint will be I mean she's won her last three easy and um you know she's with a Kentucky outfit. She was three to five last time um you know you just looking through the field, you know you have the Mimi Kashusi or something like that. <laughs> That's the one from the UAE uh, Oaks. She drew the rail, which is actually a, a good spot to be in the uh, in the Kentucky Oaks. Not a good spot to be in the Kentucky Derby. Sure. Uh, the Allies look who who really didn't show up last time at all. Uh, Todd Fletcher's got gambling girl, who's the definition of, of mediocre. Uh, south lawn was was good last time um in winning the fairground oaks um but i don't know how much <laughs> you know money she'll take off of that race uh wonder wheel really hasn't been that good and you remember when i said after the sun coast that you shouldn't take for granted like you're not gonna, you know, you're, oh, you're just gonna use this as a prep and we'll win more races down the line, blah blah blah.
1: Yeah, but she went uh, over win, to England.
0: Win, win the races, man. Stop, yep. stop pretending like you're Bobby Franklin. You're not. You're Mark Cassie. Okay, you're <laughs> you're you're a, you're a volume guy. Win the race. You, you, you blew the race that day, and now look. What, now now you had you're fortunate to get in, but you're you're probably gonna get smoke stacked in here and. Uh they replaced Gaff Leon. So Yeah, what was that what? about? I,
1: I didn't understand that. I, I don't know. I mean and I they? that's weird. Although though, you know, one of the horses that did did and does pique my interest, and she's a little light on speed figures, but she's been running f- outstanding as Darth Vader. Yeah, I, I just have a feeling that she might she, just be like a she's a, a Gulfstream special, a, a better one turn horse. Than yeah,
0: horse.
1: like a mile the mile where she won um, at fifty to one or whatever it was. You know, they put her in
0: the Florida Stallion Series stakes last year, mm-hmm. uh, and and she looked like a winner, um, turning for home, and
1: then uh, she just uh, stopped. Yeah, she just kind of didn't go flattened forward. out, kind of, kind of ran evenly after, right? The, after the mile, like the right. last sixteenth. Bo Yates, you know, he brought her back the sprints, and she had some success.
0: Uh I, I don't know what happened in the Gasparilla, other than you know she got in a little bit of speed duel and kind of quit. But you know, she wanted Devon Dale. but again, that was a one-turn mile that went forty-five to a half, and the mile was one thirty-seven, so they were just in a crawl fest, and she looked great. And in the last race, you know, I, I mean, I just don't think that was a good race. I think that was super slow, and, and you know, she was sitting in a good position there, and she just didn't finish up. And believe me, I, I'd love to see the. Great, yeah, she
1: was in the right spot. I mean, she definitely got, you know, Vasquez got her right where he needed her. She just didn't finish it off. I was thinking, man, you know, maybe they should have run her in the in the. Um, the seven furlong stakes
0: for 3 old Phillies, and then I, I remembered who was in there.
1: I was like, "Nah, you don't want that smoke. No. <laughs> you don't want that smoke. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll take the easier spot, the Kentucky Oaks. Yeah, we'll, we'll go we'll, longer. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we, we'd, we'd rather avoid uh, money's gold, if all possible, for now. But, um, I, I mean, the the Oaks is, is, is a very... It's wide open. I, I, I think I, it's an I, open race. Yeah because I just don't think anyone's that great and, and I really do think that the filly that's you know the wet paint I mean you know she's just the type of horse I'm put the bet against uh, you know always um, but there are, there are some fillies in there that really are not fast fillies I mean, and then that's you know no no offense to them but you know the numbers are the numbers and uh, the California Phillies, They're you know, the, there's a there's a really good filly in California, um, named Fiza, who's, Fiza. who's not uh, here.
1: Yeah, that's a uh, Baffert.
0: Yeah, and they um, yeah, didn't even bad. nominate to this race. It was not. It was not an option for them. Um, and I, I think she's probably the best filly in the country.
1: Yes, I agree.
0: She, she skipped so it it just kind of shows you the difference between the Kentucky Oaks and the Kentucky Derby. And the Kentucky Oaks is a race that that is great to win and, and people, you know, shoot for it. But the Kentucky Derby is a race where you're willing to, you know, throw your trainer under the bus and send the horse to someone else. But for Kentucky Oaks, uh, now, you know what? I'm sticking <laughs> with my guy. <laughs> uh, we, we, we could win like the Alabama or something else, you know, but, uh, but I, I i don't know i just you know i was looking through this race and i was thinking to myself i mean it sounds a little nutty too but i mean i, I kind of give the Philly from new mexico a shot if she, if she can shake free on the lead um that's uh, flying connection connection yeah and yeah uh, i know I, I you I, know she she gets she gets frenchy and i mean i wish i could Literally, just you know, have a walkie talkie connected to his helmet saying, Go, go
1: faster, stop screwing around. Well, I mean, I guess that's actually probably the best place. I mean, I mean, if if I'm ever betting a horse he's riding, I I definitely would want them on the lead. Yeah, I thought botanical is probably on the rise too. That horse is probably pretty good. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, you know. To me,
0: if a horse like Botanical was ten to one, but I'm not going to take that horse at a short price. She's never, no, not
1: at a short price. I mean, she's never
0: set foot on the dirt. Right. That's but there's a reason that he kept her on off the dirt. You know. Yeah, he was ducking wet
1: paint. <laughs> he was ducking his other horse.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. The, the funny thing was. Um, was wet paint ran a turf way this December in an allowance race and got beat a beat. Yeah. <laughs> got her off the, off the tapioca. And, um, of course she ran first time out A wet paint, ran first time out in uh, Kentucky downs on the turf and got beat a football field. So clearly she likes the dirt. Um, though, I mean, she's by blame out of a street prime So she really is, is, Is
1: bred to run on the dirt, but yeah, I I thought that was kind of odd. Their first time, you know, at Kentucky Downs like that, but they probably needed the race. It it is $157,000 that, too,
0: though. You know, Godolphin isn't exactly hurting for the cash, but uh, yeah, we'll see. It's it's an interesting race, um, but but like I said, there's been. Very little talk about well, that. Race we just
1: all. gave it what ten minutes. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we gave it. We gave it about
0: ten. Um, I, I thought the, the the Oaks undercard was was pretty good. Uh, there, yep. there seems like on the Derby undercard, there's a couple races where there's going to be, especially the you know morning races. Uh, there there might be some major chalk cities, but um. You know, outside of money's gold in the the eight bells, uh, who's who's actually so good? It, it's interesting to watch. It's not just like a, a regular prohibitive favorite. I mean, it's Philly that's just been, you know, destroying the three fields she raced against. Not <laughs> as it, it hasn't been like top competition, but she's winning by fifteen lengths. She won her last by seventeen. So and, and did it you know, like in hand. It wasn't like it was seventeen under a drive. Um, but that that's a pretty good race. I mean, there's some, some good horses in there. Uh red carpet ready going back, you know, cutting back from from a mile back to seven ace. Uh the horse Chad Brown had a ran a Judmont Philly at Goldstream um about six or seven weeks ago. A seed who who just you know, one as she pleased. Um, you know, those are the main horses, I guess, in there. But, you know, they're, they're not bad horses. So, um, you know, what race is,
1: really kind of piqued my interest is but, the, uh, the Knicks go. That's With a great race. First, Baby Yoda, uh, Zozo, uh, Knee Deep in Snow. Caddo River that 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 looks like a nice race. Uh, that's on Derby Day, right? Yeah, that's on Derby Day. Yeah that that that's a good race. That
0: was a good race last year. Jason Cannell yeah won it last year. That's and right. And I somehow screwed up. I, I I like used them and picked threes, but didn't I missed like one <laughs> of the legs. <laughs> it was it was one of those. I I was looking after the race at my tickets to see if I would won or not, <laughs> but um. Uh, I, I think uh, the Derby Distaff is is an interesting race. Um, with Goodnight Olive will be the favorite, but Wicked Halo came back really good this year. I mean, Wicked Halo only got beat a couple lengths by Midnight, uh, or by Goodnight Olive last year. And I remember she was running back on, like, uh, less than two weeks rest, or, or maybe it was two weeks rest. Uh, Because she ran in the Raven run on October 22nd at Keeneland. And then wheeled right back in in the Breeders' Cup, this uh, Phillies sprint on November 5th. And she really ran well. Um, She came back at at Oak Lawn. And, uh, you know, she had to work. But, you know, she beat uh, Metarea, who's uh, won the Oaks last year in... Excuse me, won the Acorn last year uh, when Echo Zulu scratched in the post parade. Um, But I thought she was going to win that race anyways. And then in the test, she really didn't run any good. And then uh, she got the rest of the year off. Uh, She came back at Oakland in that same race and, and, you know, catches Wicked Halo in an ungraded stake. So, you know, those two three-year-old fillies turned at four. They're liable to be better than they were. Um, good night Olive is, is is good, but I don't think she's going to be any better than she was last year at her peak. And, and
1: she kind of got a,
0: um, I mean, I I thought the last race at Caneland was a short field. It was only five and uh, she wound up getting a good, a good, really good trip anyways. Um, but Mary quite contrary was, she was closing ground at the end. Trust me. I know so i I played her, I mean, hopefully there's no scratches <clears throat> but, uh and even that hot and sultry from the rail, norm Cassie's horse, yeah had, he, not he bad secret oath and Clary air a couple times, probably a little bit too far for her um uh, I mean, I actually took a took a swing at her last time, thinking that she'd be um walking the dog on the lead, and uh she just went a little too fast, and I mean, maybe she you know she just isn't good enough, but but you know, cutting back, um, she's kind of an interesting horse in there too. So it, there's only six of them, but um, but it's it's a it's a it's a good race, and I, I don't think I mean you know I mean us we're not going to bet Midnight Elf or Goodnell <laughs> or whatever the hell her name is.
1: Um, no, we're no chugs on yet. No,
0: but uh, I mean the first race of the day, Breakfast at Churchill. They start with extra Neho, who was uh, I know right, he's like beast. the touted the touted horse of touted horses last fall, um, and you know Steve Asmussen was cold early in this this year, mm. uh, and he has been heating up lately. He's uh, his horses have been running better, uh, but that one draws the rail, and a horse named Federal Judge, who broke its maiden in in, in a, an Army mule. Uh, cult who broke his maiden at Oaklawn uh, on April 1st. There hasn't really been much talk about this horse. but uh, no, and horse technically he ran, ran the, faster. And, and <laughs> got, got a, a,
1: you
0: know, a big number. Uh, I don't know what the number is on um, any other, you know, ratings, but um, it's kind of a, a, an interesting race, to, first race of the day right out of the box. Uh, to have those two horses, you know, facing off against each other. And hopefully losing. <clears throat> I don't know that anyone's going to beat them in there, though. The rest of them look like... Yeah, they're way slower. <laughs> horses, Everybody horses, else is a, way slower. A lot of horses have been in this condition for a while. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Everybody else looks way slower than those two. It might as well be a match race.
0: Yeah, that that's... It's not a big field either. I mean, the, the word might have been out. Only eight in there. Um, but there's, you know, the, the usual, uh, the second race looks like a pretty good race. Competitive race, no big chalks. Um, the third race is Coastal defenses in there.
1: <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> coastal
0: Defense, man. I so where they get broke, him from? Ooh. He broke his maiden in the mud during COVID. And thinking, man, that's a pretty nice horse. He might be all right. Curling horse. Well, he's seven now. <laughs> and he's uh, still in uh, second-level allowance races. Uh, bright future, of course. Uh, the Pletcher horse from the rail. Pletcher Apoli. Uh, a a late-season Curlin. He, he had broke his maiden uh, over a year ago at Gulfstream in a mile race. And, and looked you know, pretty impressively doing it, um, but then he, he was on the shelf, came back in June, got beat as, uh, as the chalk, returned again, again, April 1st, which seems huh. to be a, a good day for horses off of layoffs or first-time starters, at Gulfstream, and, re- and really ran a hole in the wind uh, in, a, in an entry-level allowance race, um, beating a, a pretty decent field for, for that level. And he beat him like a drum. So uh, he will take a lot of beating in that race. Uh, I know King Ottoman might get some money, but uh, he's—I'm not, I'm not big. I'm not a big King Ottoman. I was—I was never a fan of the Ottoman Empire.
1: Me neither. It was against them. Ever since they told me about it in history class, I was like, you know what? Not for me. Yeah.
0: Uh, the turf distaff looks looks like a uh, a race. race. That nice seems, race, yeah, competitive, and I mean Spenderella would probably be considered the horse to beat in there, but she hasn't run since last August.
1: Yeah, um, that can't be good.
0: <laughs> you know, so uh, obviously, like I said, she's the best, probably the best horse in there. Um, but it is her first race against olders. Speaking of devil, one that, that um, won this race last year and looked super impressive. But you remember that was when the turf was real soft. soft. It was, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was,
1: it was she's a French
0: filly coming from France. And she got a course that's probably more like France than you're ever going to see in this country. Because she was pretty much no good her, her, her next, you know, her, her next race. And then the one um, after that, she didn't do anything either. She didn't do much running up. in that race uh, at Gulfstream. Uh, that was with um, Fountain of Youth undercard, I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. And she just kind of got lost, and you know, uh, I, I don't, I, you know, off those lines, I, I don't know that you know she'll even get that much. But she's been chalked in all of her U.S. races, so interesting spot by by uh, someone named Bradley Ross. Who has uh, two starts as a trainer this year, and he put a horse in the this Def Mile. Sharp Hero. That's um, a sprinter. That goes uh, six furlongs on the dirt
1: mostly. So I um, gotta figure out who 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 is that entry going to help. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like that horse is going to be on the lead. Yeah, maybe. Um, there is a horse,
0: uh, the, the Safi Joseph horse, um, who's, you know, has, has gone to the lead her last two races and allowance races and lost. And this seems to be like a Ken Ramsey has shipped his horses to watch him run on this day because he's got quite a few entries over the two days that really don't look like they have much chance, including this one. Yeah. But, um, you know, she shows speed, but she doesn't have speed like like Sharp Hero. I mean, Sharp Hero went twenty one four forty five to a half last time, or start before that in December at Hawthorne. She went 43 forty three and four to the half, or chased forty three. So, and I mean, she does have some turf races on
1: her card, but they're all turf sprints. Turf sprints, yeah. Thing um, with uh, Freedom Speaks, who actually didn't run that bad off off of the layoff there. No, I, I wouldn't be shocked to see Freedom Speak scratched.
0: Uh, one thing about Darian Rodriguez, he doesn't run too many long shots, so <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't be shocked if that one uh, that one came out. But like you said originally, to got us in this tension, the Knicks Go is is a great race, man. Like for is a, a betting race.
1: Yeah, it's um, very good. I mean, it really is. Yeah, the, the, I mean, you can make a case for ninety eight percent of this field. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a it's a
0: good race. It's a really good race. The return of well, it's it's not really a stake. I mean, I guess the stake it's a stake. I mean, it's one hundred seventy five thousand dollars race.
1: They have it like an like an overnight an overnight
0: stake. Yeah, it's uh, though there's a condition to it. Horses have not won a stake in yeah. two years. <laughs> Horses have won a stake in two years. Um, yeah. Parade. That's parade. I know. That's
1: that's what I was just going to say. Like, you know, he, he was the hot horse for a little while in 2021. <laughs> yeah. He, he was the star of the undercard that day.
0: And he did win the Ohio Derby out of that race. So it's been, it's been tough sledding ever since. Uh, he does get blinkers back on, well, but um, you know, baby Yoda, kind of, <laughs> you know, makes it's things such interesting. Such you, you got a, you got a, a Peter Miller, your your boy.
1: Yes, he, one in there. Cz
0: is later. Glenn Wismer ships up from Tampa. <laughs> Zozos, who uh, who bombed in the Louisiana Stakes but uh, you know looked looked awful sharp in, in both of his uh his allowance races this winter but we'll have to see how that works. Um three techniques who won the race last year. Uh, promise Keeper who goes from Pletcher to Dallas Stewart and was gelded since his uh his last race, which was way, way back in August uh, at Monmouth. deep, deep in snow, whose main main claim to fame was finishing runner second up. to Jackie's Warrior once. Yeah, runner up. Um, well, David Fox may want to consider turning the van around and not bringing noble drama. Um, I mean, even uh, Kapuna has run big numbers. Yeah, tried the grass last time. Uh and, and actually ran pretty good. Didn't run bad, no. No. Goes back to the back to the dirt. And, and as you said, the uh the former swift swift hitter uh tout for the Derby, Cotto River, who is uh with Wayne Lucas now. Um and who ran actually ran pretty good last time against Hopper. That was uh, the Baffert horse that chipped in to, oh, to yeah. winnie Oakland Miles. So that, that's a, an excellent race. The turf sprint is always a good race. I have no idea how to play it. Uh, Big Invasion returns. I mean, Big Invasion essentially hasn't lost since his debut. It's like everybody from the Shaker Town is in or here. Or once at Kentucky Downs. <laughs> I mean, that that's his, his race is... On traditional race tracks, he is seven for eight. Um, you know, he'll be he'll be odds on, but this is a a big field, man. Yeah, I mean, a lot of those races he was running in last year, especially. Yeah, the there horse. were
1: six horse fields
0: mostly. Yeah. If you look at the stakes he ran in last year six seven six six seven 12 was the race he lost at kentucky mm-hmm. downs and he never looked comfortable at kentucky downs um he he just never looked like he had in his other previous races uh and then he returned to gulfstream in a nine horse race and just got up um in the silks run over yes i am free who who came back who won uh one, I think Sunday, Goldstream. Yes, but it's um, it's it's a it's a it's a it's, a, it's another. It's a race. If you can get past Big Invasion, there's a lot of potential horses in this race with you know that are going to be double digit odds. Necker Island returns to the turf. Um. I mean, bad beat Brian probably won't be forty-four to one
1: or whatever it was last time in the Shaker Town. Uh, but yeah, even Arrest Me Red didn't run bad. Uh, no. in the Shaker Town, just you know, just missed. And there's no Caravelle in here too. That that also makes a difference. No, I am not going to get sucked in with Caratari anymore,
0: though. <laughs> Six starts with Churchill, zero wins. I think I've bet him five of those times, so (laughs) (laughs) it's not going to happen. Not going to happen. The Pat Day Mile, I have to admit that I I was a little disappointed in this race. And I think some of the horses that would ordinarily run in this race are going to be running in the Preakness instead. Yep. I I don't think this this race did not come uh, to me like it didn't come up a tough race like it has in the past. Um, yeah, I was of, kind of last surprised. Year was Jack uh, Christopher, you know,
1: who was just better than everybody.
0: But, um, I mean, this is.
1: Yeah, um, it was a lot weaker rendition than we've seen in the past. You know, I, I thought. Uh,
0: uh, I mean, General Jim will probably get a lot of the action, the show Horse that won the swale. Uh, I'm not convinced that, that he's really great um he's he's it's it's kind of a a race of of failed horses for the most
1: part right i mean you know all of them have run one good race and then that's it
0: that's that's so that's that's so true i mean um like tall boy the the two horse that's doug o'neill coming back from dubai he he won the 2000 guineas in dubai and then he got beat 34 by derma sotagaki uh, um, crushed Lugan Knight who won Jerome and then was pummeled a, a, a no show in the Gotham and, and the Lafayette
1: to a 50 to 1 shot in the Derby yeah um, Echo again who um, can't figure that horse
0: out man no I mean he pulled up in, in the Lecomte and then yeah. he came back and he won an allowance race uh, at Oaklawn, though it just wasn't a good race. I mean, he, he almost kind of had to win it and he was on Lasix and that that was the first and only time he's met on Lasix. Um, so I don't know if he had a bleeding issue when he stopped that bad, but, uh, Um, and by the way, w- what about Tyler's tribe? Like, what are those guys doing? I, I don't like to knock what trainers.
1: The, I don't know what the hell they're
0: seriously. I, I really, I don't like to knock trainers because um, I mean, I'll knock trainers, but, I don't like to to say, hey, what's this guy doing? I mean, because a lot of times there's a reason, and that reason is the owner's making the people put the the horse in the spot. But this horse is half owned by the trainer. The trainer, right. He has decision-making power. Yeah. So, like, what is he doing? Like, dude, you have one, like, really top-level stakes class horse in your life. You ran him in a race in the Breeders' Cup in the, on the turf. Right, where he shouldn't have been. It it, it it was a shot in the dark. You probably should have taken the 250, the race the, the week before. Uh They had a $250,000 race going six wrongs in the dirt. No, it's not the Breeders' Cup, but, you know, winning a race, state stake race at Keeneland is winning a stake race at Keeneland.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then after, your horse bled. So instead of giving him plenty of time off and, and, and regrouping like, and <laughs> – and maybe pointing to a race like the Pat Day mile. You ran him again in, in December in Oaklawn in some bullshit race and he bled. And then you ran him again and you ran. Like, what are you doing, man? What are you doing?
1: Yeah, I, I think everybody on the planet knows that horse needs some time. <laughs> it, 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 it's probably too late. Yeah, he just seems like he's ruined. Just, just, just like stupid,
0: I, I don't, I don't know. How, I, I don't know what else to say other than that. It's just stupid. This doesn't make any sense. Anyways, back to uh, being cheerful, Chuck. <laughs> uh, the American Turf is probably the best race of the year. Period.
1: I yeah. I could, I could, co-sign that.
0: Of any sex, of any age, of any... This might be the best race of the year. You have Major Dude. You have Farbridge. You have Talk of the Nation. You have Johannes. Webs. Um, you, you have uh, Behind Enemy Lines, whose one start in the U.S. was a stakes win. Uh, by Sioux Nation, whose horses have been winning everything. Um, you have Most Stash coming off a, a stakes win at... at uh, Keeneland. Um, Keeneland. You have um, Carl Spackler, who's touted unbelievably. Um, and a lot of other solid runners. I mean, the, the three-year-old turf division is just, uh, you know, it's it's like all of the good ones are here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Even the AEs. <laughs> No right the, the AEs are Scooby's Quandos on the AEs. though he's never actually ran on grass. Um
1: Wadsworth same thing.
0: But uh no it, it's it's a it's a super race. I mean it really is like a horse like web-slinger probably has no shot he drew the outside and you know, his last two races, he, he got beat a half length in the two hundred thousand dollar race and he finished third in the col in the Transylvania. Um despite actually racing really well because he just got way too far behind behind a, a slow pace.
1: Yeah, so, like you know who interests me in there is uh the McPeak horse. The Mendelssohn going back to the back to the turf. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah.
0: Yeah, he could be on the lead too. I mean, he has one turf race lifetime and he, he went really slow, but the fairgrounds fractions were kind of like lies. So, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, they, they really should have just called him about distances and not giving us these phony fractions. <laughs> They're running on the outside course, the outside rail. Anyways, uh, I thought the uh, the cards were were good as, as as they always are. I mean, it's
1: Derby Week, and I don't know this this little stretch here, like the ninth, tenth <laughs> race, and the eleventh. It was a really good races on on Derby Day. Yeah, you know that pick fours is, is this is some really good races. No,
0: there really are, and, and it's. I mean, we've lamented the, the the big cards and how they detract from pretty much the rest of the racing at at some of these tracks, but um, but Derby Day, Der Oaks Day are always really 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 strong, and you have a really excellent cross section of horses coming from all different locations you have the california horses it seems like there's quite a few california horses shipped in um you have the horses coming up from louisiana you have the horses shipping over from oakland you have some of the horses that stayed at a turf in the winter hell there's even a couple of Hawthorne horses uh you have some coming from new york you have a bunch coming from florida so you know you have a, a, a great cross section which um Outside of the Breeders' Cup, really doesn't happen very much.
1: True, um,
0: you know most of the races, like Travers Card, is always a great card. And yes, the there Belmont, are shippers, the Belmont Card. You know, when's the last time you saw horses from California shipping? Um, you know, to, to run the Travers Card, like Gamine. Um, I mean, there's a couple, but but these cards, you know, th- these this weekend. Uh, it, it's a really great variety. And, you know, one of the keys is that the owners love to be there for Derby weekend because it's there's a ton of stuff going on. It's a big deal. It's parties, all kinds of stuff. goes oh. so, so people, you know, they want to be in the races and they, they like to, to run on on that weekend because, uh, you know, when you win on that weekend, it, it's 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 bigger than it even normally would be. It's not like you just want a big race. You want a big race in front of the entire racing world in in the U S at least. So Uh that's, that's something that, you know, really is makes it attractive uh, from a, from a wagering standpoint. And as a fan, I mean, like I said, money's gold to to, to just to see um, her up against real competition
1: for the first time kind of see how how it goes uh see i remember you know funny you used to say that about money's gold i i was i was rather high on gaming not that that was any surprise to anybody but i remember i caught a lot of shit because i said you know if it wasn't for the distraction of what was going on with baffert at the time gamine might be looked at in a different light Oh, I, I think you're right. No no doubt about it. And I just, there, there was people that were mad at that. And I guess it was the Bob Baffert thing. But, I mean, she was really good. <laughs> Man, she was really fast. I, I think she's underappreciated. I think that's what I remarked about it. <clears throat> people were upset. So, hopefully. Yeah, there, there's, hope there's, be- there's
0: certain people, uh, topics in this I mean, listen, listen. We we've gone forty minutes already, and we didn't even mention the uh, the R word.
1: Who's running um, on on Friday? Oh uh, yeah, on the Oaks on the card art collector. Yeah, Rich Strike. <laughs> yeah, that too. He's back.
0: <laughs> Probably he's in
1: a winnable spot too.
0: He's back I,
1: I didn't look at it
0: real quick, but I, I will say that. Currently, uh, I mean, you know, like what my feelings have been about this older horse division, (laughs) but Wes' willpower is pretty good. Yes. And I think this is the proper distance for him, too. I think if he's going to be vulnerable, it's going to be at a mile and a quarter. I don't know that he's going to be vulnerable against the top flight competition or, you know, what we have (laughs) this year's top flight competition. Yeah, but he um,
1: seems like he has a really distinct pace advantage here.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I think that's the one of the edges he has, and um, I mean, unless art collectors people just cranked say, <laughs> and you know just wants the has. quarter
1: horse out of there from the rail, which is possible.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't want to get in a situation like we did last time, where we kind of got stuck inside and um and the other the other horse kind of you know got the first run but um it's it's a good uh it's it's an interesting race from the standpoint of uh a rich strike is in it <laughs> and that makes automatically it makes it because he's in it and yep. be, you know because people he's got this <laughs> This weird group of people that, that you know, love I think him. He's, despite yeah, I think he's good. Went. Yeah. Um, but Wes' willpower is, is you know, he's going to be on the lead. And if he's not on the lead, I think if our collector, if, if Alvarado guns from the inside, Matt says, you know what? I don't want to be stuck inside that horse again. Go to the lead. Uh, I think West Willpower will just sit right off of his flank. Yeah, um, and I think right now he's better. So I mean, that's that's the one, the one thing. I, I was surprised West Willpower got beat uh, in the Razorback. That to me was um, that was one of the more surprising results of the year. Uh, I, I mean, I still I, don't I was, know how he
1: lost. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, it's I I don't I don't know how the Lucas horse beat him, but I mean West Woolpower
0: is a six year old with fifteen lifetime starts, so um yeah, obviously
1: He ran a dud. Yeah. Well not even a dud. It's not like he didn't run good. He just didn't win.
0: <laughs> but
1: this is a mile and a sixteenth, and it's rare
0: that we see these type of horses running a mile and a sixteenth. I mean, it's generally the this, longer this division is a mile and an eighth or uh, or a mile and a quarter, so it's it's the mile and a sixteenth. I do believe plays into um, like you said, West will powers uh, his uh, his hands. So
1: yeah, I mean, I you could you could say that the pace might actually end up heating up a little bit if you believe that our Collector is going to fight for it. Um, you know the other horse that may have a little bit of speed is Milliken, but he's not going to get that kind of ride. So no, he's
0: likely more likely to be behind Rich. Right, Strike. dead last. <clears throat> but no, he he won't show speed. I guarantee it. Yeah. Like, so if those t- game, I, I don't know if they bribed him to put him in there or not, but. <laughs>
1: Doesn't look like a good spot for him at all. Um uh, well that's why I said originally how Rich Strike could potentially have a shot here because if the pace heats up, that's definitely what he wants to see. Yeah, um I, I still I I, I seems like that it's that, up his alley. He needs to go further. Yeah, the
0: mile sixteenth is really gonna be his especially off the layoff. Um you know, he's been in great form, uh, his last Samurai. I mean, he has oh, just yeah. been super. Um, and I don't know if that is just Oaklawn because his Churchill record is not uh, quite as stellar as um, his Oaklawn record. And, you know, last fall in the Clark, he pretty much got, got crushed by Wes Willpower and Proxy and
1: company. And the year from um, that, he got drilled in the Stephen F. Foster.
0: Yeah. And he, you know, yeah, the, the, the World Cup was a, a tougher race than he had been running in. But, you know, you, you look at his last five races forward Oaklawn, all of them were excellent, and his, his non Oaklawn races aren't so excellent. So he he probably is a good horse to, to try to take a stand against, um, as he probably will be one of the. Probably, I mean, I don't know how much Rich Strike, how much do you think he's going to affect the betting? Probably a lot
1: or a moderate amount because people know him, you know. Uh, they definitely know him and they're like, oh, he's the one that won the Derby last year, and there's a lot of people at the track that know that. So, I'd say he probably is going to be taking more action than he should. Um but he's is an interesting race. I mean, all the way around, like it could go different ways here. And I, I mean, I guess it's one of those situations where it's, it's like West willpower or it's wide open. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, now that we're more and more, we're talking about it. <laughs> it just seems like, you know, I guess smile happy could, could do something.
0: Yeah, he he was one. I I thought it was a kind of an interesting spot last time, and he brought him back. McPeak brought him back. He hadn't run since the Derby, and he ran him in an allowance race, going a mile and a uh, an eighth, Uh, and he he won. I mean, he he ran well. No no doubt about it. Then he cut him back to a mile, and uh, on on two weeks rest. And that race to me smelled like a prep for this one. Mm. Um, I mean, this is a six hundred thousand dollar grade two, so it's not like uh, and and small happy. I mean, people forget he he was the Derby favorite coming into last year. That's right, right? and um, you know he 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 gave him a very light schedule, and obviously um he was battling with something because uh he he didn't run bad in the derby he just kind of looked like he he ran out of stamina and then he he was gone you know he he missed the rest of the year so weird basically so obviously he was battling something last year um I think the mile of sixteenth would be a better distance than the mile last time, especially on the short turnaround. Uh, I, I just don't know how good he is. That that's really my question. Is, is yeah, it's, uh, it's
1: definitely a class test for him. Um, I mean, the I guess the encouraging thing is that he came back running. Um, he did, yeah, and and I think the the quick turnaround may have did him in last time quick turnaround and then cutting him back in the distance right and shorten him up that's not ideal but like you said it does scream like that was just a prep for this one he's interesting in this spot especially at a a, he'll probably be a nice price too it'd be okay well you know the thing is this: coming
0: off of the allowance win on march 20 or march 16th Mm.
1: uh, there's been a ton of spots that he could have run this horse in.
0: Right, and he didn't. He
1: chose that one two weeks later.
0: There was the the, the race at the Ben Alley. Um, there, there was a bunch of races in the last you know, couple of weeks.
1: There was a race at Arkansas. <laughs> um, right. The thought that he would have moved him to Keeneland and, and looked for a spot there. Yeah,
0: I mean, he, he could have waited three more weeks and ran him in the Oakland Handicap. Uh, right, right, you know, at... Uh, um, you know, right, right at Oakland again, again, uh, which would have been five weeks between the, uh, his, his, you know, season's debut uh, and a mile and an eighth at the same distance. I mean, that race seemed to have made a ton of sense, or he could have shipped them to Keeneland and run them into Ben Alley, but uh, he had the other horse for that race. Um, But yeah, the, 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 the cutback just didn't make a whole lot of sense and, yeah. It'll be interesting to see how, how the odds play out with Rich Strike in there. That that really is, to me the kind of the one of those games within the games, you know?
1: Yeah, because there's there's like there's actually a serious potential for this horse to be like third choice in here. Imagine if Rich Strike opens up like like seven Eight. to five. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, I'll be licking my chops until the computer. I mean, it's possible, involved. right? I mean, we've seen stupid It's definitely possible, especially on a derby day. That's what I mean. That's all it takes is is one jerk <laughs> at Churchill will be like, Edward Strike is going to win. And it's spread like wildfire through the grandstand. Oh, man. What was it, materiality? I remember he got the ultimate steam in the yeah. pre- it was in the Preakness, right? Yeah. Didn't run a step. Haven't and seen him since.
0: Materiality was the horse that I compared to Kingsbridge to, or Kingsbarn. I don't know why I call it.
1: That's it. a fair comparison, actually, because he, he came on the scene late and was really a buzz sort of horse. So, yeah, that makes sense.
0: There was a horse. At, I, I, I kept thinking about it, and I kept going back and, and trying to figure out who it was that reminded me of kings barnes a lot and i finally figured it out and it was <laughs> materiality um when you look at the the, the features between the two um it, it's striking almost in that kings barnes and materiality both had uh three starts um, I, I actually have the
1: yeah, I have, have their PPs. PPs.
0: <laughs> the pps right here. <laughs> yeah, King's Barn made his first start January 14th at Gulfstream Park, Materiality made his first start January 11th at Gulfstream Holy. Park. Um Kingsbarn won by length and three quarters. Materiality won by four. Um, Materiality came back second race and raced in the uh, and I was called the Island Mirada It was a fake stake,
1: mm-hmm. uh, basically, <laughs> so that they it, it was an
0: allowance <laughs> race more or less. But there was a horse who already had two wins uh, in there. I, I distinctly remember that. So it was. I mean, how many overnight stakes going two turns on the dirt in in, uh, March happen, you know, for three-year-olds, straight three-year-olds? Never. Right. So it was basically an allowance race, and and he won that race by five, and that was going a mile and an eighth. Uh, Kings Barnes came back. He ran in the Tampa race, an allowance race. He won by seven, his first uh, two-turn race. Uh Mm-hmm. So both of them won their second race, second or two turn, you know, second, first two turn race, and they both won easy. Um, Materiality's third race was the Florida Derby.
1: He got put up, right? Where
0: he set a slow pace and went wire to wire.
1: I thought he got put up. Maybe. No. A,
0: yeah, that's right. He did. He went wire to wire. Yeah, he went 48 1, 112 and 2, 138. So he, he set a slow pace and went wire to wire. Kings Barnes, his third race, Louisiana Derby. Sled us
1: set a slow pace, went wire to wire. <laughs> right. So is and where did materiality finish? In the Derby sixth. Sixth.
0: Right. He broke bad. And he had actually never broke bad before. Uh he had, he got bumped a little bit in the Florida Derby coming out of there, but he recovered quickly and then got to the lead. Um but he broke poorly in the uh, in the Derby and and was laying fifteenth. Made a nice rally to be sixth, but he ran him back in the Preakness or not the Preakness the Belmont, uh, and he actually was like third choice in that Belmont, mm. and he um lost got smoke and he never raced again. And as it turns out, uh, the next year he wound up. Getting laminitis and, and having to be put down, so he, he never even got a chance to be a stallion. But um, you know, it, it's it's he was a four hundred thousand uh, dollar two year old in training. Kings Barnes was an eight hundred thousand dollar two year old in training. Uh, Materiality, I think, was a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar yearling, and Kings Barnes was a two hundred and sixty thousand dollar yearling. <laughs> I Got mean, a, it's that's by design or just pure it's it's fuck. definitely eerie to me, and, and I don't know that it means anything, <laughs> you know. Like it I probably can't tell you
1: that it's still strange and and very interesting to see. Yeah,
0: same trainer too, um. But there, there are history does repeat itself a lot in this business. People, Absolutely, people, it does. People forget about it, but <clears throat> it does does repeat itself a lot and um you know king's barn's problem to me and, and i don't want to just get into talking about derby horses today because we're gonna we're gonna do some sort of show this week some kind of way shape or
1: form. some sort of format
0: <laughs> some sort something but um you know the thing about king's Barnes is he just has never had a challenge he's just he, never he, he's never had a, a, a a shred of of adversity really right um i mean his his race at tampa just set up perfectly for him and
1: yeah that that field wasn't that good
0: no it was not a good field and then you know he just fell out onto the lead at uh at the fairgrounds and right they let him walk he literally walked. And the horse who everybody was is now saying is going to be on the lead in the Derby, Jason's Road, who cannot pass a horse. I mean, Jason's Road, if he's not on the lead.
1: He's done. There's unless no he, just point.
0: Abs- he just cannot get there. I mean, I don't know why he would be in the race unless he's going to the front because he's he's not going to pass horses. He's never passed a horse in his life. He's not going to start in the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> I would hope not. that that would shock the world but no and and he ran good and and you don't want to hold success against a horse because he's winning he's he's shrugging off lesser competition and winning easy but it's it's just a matter of of trying to determine um you know what price you would Except on that he's just an immensely talented horse who's moving in in the right direction. Uh, And he does have some tactical speed, which, you know, seems like it's going to be an important thing. It's always important to have. But this year, particularly important because it isn't exactly apparent where the the pace is going to come from.
1: Um, Yeah, but his last race was March 25th.
0: Yeah, that's another thing. I,
1: I don't really like that either. I don't. Like it at all?
0: A lightly raced horse. I, I mean, I don't know.
1: It Third means... start. It, it's tough. I mean, it's almost like Charge It last year. You know, Charge It was talented. Yeah, but and... I knew
0: Charge couldn't win last year. Yeah, like, I knew he. Got, he was a toss to me. He was a horse who was just too green. He's just too inexperienced. But this year's the the, the field is so soft that I mean, you almost have to. You know, remember the spaces that the Swift had that he had. Um, Andy was on it, and he, he Swift too, who has a, does a he's got this big spaces he puts together, invites all these people. He, he, he asked me to, to to speak on it, and then he goes to a Cincinnati Reds game, like a right, and then yeah, he's like I'm sorry, but uh, but one thing that he had Romero on, and uh, you know the guy that owns part of of mage and you know he he did say he goes listen you you know each year you have to to, it's a different it's a different um group of horses Mm -hmm. and that that's a that's a really good point in that that things that i normally would just x a horse out for this year because every horse really has issues um, you know, I'm finding myself giving horses that I ordinarily wouldn't chances because, I mean, again, I said we weren't going to go through the derby horses, but Forte's not going forward anymore. I don't remember a horse winning the Kentucky Derby that wasn't moving forward. That's a problem to me. You know that that's 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 the hole in that horse. He's won six out of seven lifetime. He's he's he should be able to get the distance. He has the you know the best money rider in the business. His trainers won the race before. He's done a good job in getting him right where he needs to be. Yeah, but I don't know that the I don't know that the horse hasn't already peaked, and I, I believe he might have. So. I mean, it, it's just—I I don't think Practical Move can get a mile and a quarter. Um, tap a Trice is gonna 17th going to be seventeenth going to the first turn, easily. I mean, it, it, there's just every horse w- with a good resume has a smoking gun hole in them, and to me, that's that's like makes this the most wide open race that I, I can recall. Yeah, there's horses I don't, you're right about that. Because he has no
1: chance, no, I mean, and and then you got a horse like you know, who's really interesting to me is Disarm, he's been training very well, he looked really, really good, um, over the last couple of days, and he seems like he's on the way up. I mean, obviously. You don't know for sure until they run the race, but all indications is that horse is is definitely on the improve. He could be, but I mean, he's a horse coming back on right, weeks, but he has question marks also. Weeks.
0: Right, and he, he was, is. you know, he he wasn't good the other day at Keeneland. He was he, he he barely got in the race. Right, I mean, he almost got he almost got beat uh, by uh, the McPeak horse, who was like fifty to one. Yeah. Um. The one with the long Darlington. I mean, but you could go through every horse in the race. And oh, yeah. There's major, major flaws in, in all of them. I mean, I actually kind of like a horse who's going to be 40 to 1. And his numbers are good. He's got tactical speed. <laughs> he seems like, you know, he, he, he should be able to get the distance as good as most everybody else. He's got a top rider. And... No one's talking about him at all, and I mean, he's—he's—I'm not going to just divulge it, but you could probably figure it out. I mean, what what about the other Japanese horse? They ran in Japan, and then Derma Sotagate was a nose better than him. He finished third in that race in in uh, Dubai, which was an inside speed track.
1: Yeah, that day it was. Inside he he, speed he, very he wasn't
0: well. he wasn't inside speed. He was outside. Outside. So, like, why couldn't he make uh, make up a couple links difference? Oh, he definitely can. You know, I mean, he he's fifty to one. People are just crossing the line through him. I mean, if I'm going to trust any trainer in this race, because I know a lot of the American trainers are in the race because they want to be in the race. They didn't train their horse to win the race. they they're they're be they're there because they. They're, they're throwing shit against
1: the wall and they're hoping it sticks. Right. I think that that's like the best way to put it. Like they're in the race, but they didn't train to win the race. Those Japanese horses are here to win. Win. Right. <laughs> Those guys, they, they're not here,
0: you know, to just say, hey, we did it. They're, they're here to try to win. They, they don't ship places unless they think they're going to, to win or have a big chance of winning. So, um, I mean, that's a horse who's 50 to one. He might be longer though there are a sufficient number of Japanese people in this country that bet that I'm sure will prevent him from being, you know, like Rich Strike Long. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, there's just so many different ways of looking at this. And, um, I felt bad for our guy because his, his people's horse drew post one. <laughs> that's, that's brutal for them. But um you know I, I don't know that the post positions outside of drawing inside for a couple of horses, which might not be great, uh probably forces verifying's hand. yep, I mean verifying's race uh of his races that weren't great was the one he was stuck on the inside and Frenchie was like zigzagging not knowing where to go. <laughs> so getting post two in the Kentucky Derbys. Seems like that scenario may play itself out once again. Um anyways, enough talk about the stupid Kentucky Derby.
1: Yeah. We got that later this week.
0: It's not as though we're not gonna get bombarded for the next five days with it. So I thought it was interesting. Louis Saez, uh Kieran McLaughlin and Louis decided they were going to ride at uh Churchill.
1: Yeah. Stan, yeah, it's,
0: it's be be. I I know I've said this word about four hundred times tonight, but it'll be interesting to see uh who picks up the slack in New York for Pletcher. I mean, Irad can only ride one horse or race, a race, though he does often ride two or three of them during the race. But um, you know, he's first call for chad brown he's first call for todd Pletcher. so they're gonna have a lot of races where they run against each other and you know louis size has, has really been riding a lot of Pletcher's top horses so you know him going to kentucky uh kind of opens up a little bit but I think it was kind of disappointing. Well, I shouldn't say kind of. But it was very disappointing that the Sheepshead Bay, which has always been a traditionally um, you know, good race in New York, early season turf race for Philly's Maris, has got two trainers with five horses in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have to do something, and they just don't want to listen, but. It's just gonna get worse man you, you gotta do something you can't just you can't just roll open it, whats the old, you, know, you can't just roll the balls out and expect you're gonna win because you're <laughs> better you gotta do something to change this stuff guys Damn. the greatest state system in this country is is screwed up it has to be changed you can take that formula and stick it in your ass it doesn't work anymore there's not enough horses. They're all con- they're all with a couple people. You've got to make changes to the system so that they can't ha- do this. They're going to do this. The super trainers are going to do this because it's in their best interest to do this. The other guys don't have the horses to run in the races. But when you have too many stakes during the same time frame, this is going to happen. You've got to start downgrading stake races all of them oh i mean I, I mean all of them but all 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 the divisions
1: i just don't get why that that's such a huge issue for them it, it's just
0: i i don't know i don't get it but this is a bit uh, it's just why this business is 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 floundering Racing is basically doomed. I mean, seriously, racing is dead. we're done We're done. We got ten years, maybe. Like people are leaving like as fast as they can. <laughs> we have issues with the odds in major races, and nobody will even say anything.
1: No Not one from Tra said
0: a word about the delayed odds changes. And they're they're getting worse. That's
1: the bothersome part. It's getting worse. It's getting worse. Try something.
0: The the computer teams are going to leave too. Don't you get that?
1: They're not here for the long haul. Right. They're going to squeeze the lemon dry and go on to... When when there's not
0: enough sucker's money left in the pools and they're just playing against each other. Like I saw today, they were talking about the race at Santa Anita where the horse went from what, 23? 22 to to 1 to 9 to to 2. And, you know, one of the the reasons given was that all the CAW teams played the horse because he was super overvalued at that long price, but they all played him at the same time. (laughs) Yep. So maybe he should have been 6-7 to 1, and they got him a 9 to 2. Well, that's because there's not enough suckers money in, in the pools. Ours, our money. We're the suckers. But the suckers are are, are leaving. And this is the point like, we're trying to make. It as is non-confrontational as I can possibly be. But I'm going to write a book one day about all this shit. And I'm gonna name names on, on who killed this game. You know who you are. It's a joke. Just lie to us. We're used to being lied to. At least just just come out and lie to us. <laughs> but to think that it's not an issue. You can you can't appease people when they think they're getting ripped off eventually they just they just stop, they stop. Just throw away you got like Mike Maloney is, is betting a a quarter or less than that than what he what he should you know what he would bet you, you've taken guys like that and and you've marginalized them there just aren't enough suckers to go around this weekend. Coming up with, with the derby and, and, and all the people. and It's fantasy land. It's fantasy land. That's all this is. It's, it's, it's like going to Disney. <laughs> and then next Thursday, when we're back to Five Horse Fields and and shitty braces and <clears throat> late Isles changes and all the other crap that goes on. The Churchill people will be counting their money. Yep. For a while, too. But it, it's just gotten to be where, you know. These are devising a stake schedule is not hard. I could do it for free, better than you people are doing it now. For free.
1: Tell them to hit you up
0: give an example <laughs> Shit. i did last year i did i wrote a whole big thesis on the oaks and and, and how we run the delaware oaks and the indiana oaks and the oh. Iowa oaks and the Mammoth oaks all in around the, the a week from uh, from uh, within a, a seven day period or some nonsense like that and i designed it out the whole way. this is what you do you call up prairie meadows and you call up monmouth and you call up indiana and you call up whoever to delaware and you say all your races are not graded unless you do this and maybe they would call me an asshole but i would say you know what (laughs) i might be an asshole your races are all not graded anymore do what we say we own the grades run your races on schedule and it's do it division by division, and there's going to be there's going to be conflicts that you can't get out of. There's going to be occasions where it doesn't just work out right. But I, I did this with Philly sprinters, and I did it with those with the three year old two um, uh, dirt horses for Phillies. the the non grade ones. I mean, I did the grade ones too, but that's simple.
1: I mean, it's just stupid. Well, yeah, because it's like, well, I don't understand what they're getting out of not changing it. Other than the fact that, you know, I guess it doesn't take any effort to do nothing. It just doesn't make any sense for me. Or Because half head. these
0: people, barrier, they got their thumbs so far up their ass that, the, that, that, that they don't, like, they don't even see that there's issues.
1: That's rough. I, I, I just don't understand how that happens.
0: Because a lot of people in this business, insiders, are dumb. They're inherited rich people. Or they're people that just just grinding out a paycheck. They tricked other idiots into hiring them. And all they're trying to do is, is just keep getting paid. There's no leadership in this business. Believe me, if I was a billionaire, because, you know, when you're a billionaire, nothing, nobody can touch you. There's nothing they can do to you. Right. (laughs) Because you're a billionaire. Right. The whole point of being one. You can say whatever you want. You can be Mike Rapoli. Say or do whatever you want and what can any they still gotta kiss your ass. It just makes no sense. The, the, the acorn being a mile sixteenth this year makes no sense. It should be seven eighths. You have a seven eighths race on uh for Phillies on it's Saratoga. Derby weekend. This weekend.
1: Oh yeah, right.
0: The acorn is five weeks away. It should be seven eighths, not a mile and a sixteenth. We have we already have too many uh, races, a mile and a sixteenth, a mile and an eighth for for older fillies. We can't fill them as it is three year old fillies. We don't need that. We need a seven eighths race. It would be perfect. You run the Mother Goose at a mile and an eighth. You run the Acorn at seven eighths. Then the horses from the Acorn. You, you have the, the eight bells, then you have the acorn, then you have the test. And then there's uh, the one race in between. What is that called? I don't know. I'm pissed off, so i have I've, I've pissed myself off, so I can't... Mother oh,
1: Goose? No. No,
0: no. The Mother Goose... No, they've tabled the Mother Goose to the fall. So, basically, they don't know what the hell to do with it. When they... It's obvious is the nose on your face, it should be on Belmont Weekend at a mile and an eighth as a, a secondary race uh, to a, a lead-in race. Mm. You have the Kentucky Oaks at a mile and an eighth. Five weeks later, you have the Mother Goose at a mile and an eighth. Then you have the the, the coaching club, American Oaks. Then you have the Alabama.
1: Right. I mean, it works out perfectly like Instead, that. Instead, now we have a
0: mile-and-eighth race and a mile-sixteenth race and another mile-and-eighth race and a a mile-and-a-quarter race. I mean, and and you've taken the Mother Goose and you've just basically made it a, 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 you've taken and made it a a being, they don't even even have a good, what are you going to do with it in the fall? You got the cotillion in the fall for three-year-old fillies. It's a million-dollar grade one. on two turns. The mother goose should be Belmont weekend at a mile and eighth. The acorn should be seven furlongs. Nothing else makes sense. Nothing
1: else makes sense. It's just wild to me that uh, you know it, it, it. What you what you're devising and what you're saying is, you know building the quality of the product and it's it's crazy they don't think that deeply about it and they just kind of surface looking and say oh well we don't need to do that because we've got races here and we have these so all those don't matter is is what i'm guessing that they would say to something you know to rebut what you're saying but it makes no difference because what you're mapping out would bring quality to the table and and a better product at least for the higher level stakes. And that's part of the problem that we're having. The the quality of the product sucks because there's too many graded stakes. All the horses are all over the place. And you get one dominant horse, six, you know, kind of so-so's. And you get three to fives winning and it's not exciting at all. No, you, you, have, you have a multitude
0: of problems. You have all the horses being in too few hands. Yes. You have a full crop that's shrunk. You have uh, a, a, a stakes schedule that doesn't flow into each other very well. It, it makes no sense. And when you take those three things and you, you put them in uh, the bowl and you mix them up, you know what comes out? Four horse and five horse steak races,
1: right? Nonsense. That what so, comes out unplayable.
0: I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be talking about this if it wasn't an issue. If if it wasn't, uh, you know, like
1: this giant right
0: in everybody's face, right? Exactly. <laughs> it's like right there, like a giant neon sign. Like you know, graded races in New York suck because nobody runs in them. It's just, there's just no thought process. And, and, and it's not just a, a single track or e- even the tracks themselves because the tracks have shown that they don't have the ability to to work to make things better unless it's to, you know, screw the customers out of a couple more percentage points on uh, source market fees or something like that. They, they're incredibly great working together when when that thing happens but we can't run you know races not on the same time post times can't be uh scheduled so that they don't overlap we we can't uh, we have stakes schedules i mean just, just think about the older horses that we talked about we had the californian the ben alley um the race to Oakland to Oakland Park handicap, and now we have the the Sheba. So, in the last two weeks, we've had four major older horse stake races, and that doesn't make any sense. Instead of having two really great races, right? You have yeah, five. I mean, the California race was terrible. terrible. The funded fell on his it fell to his head at the start and circled the field in one easy anyways. But that's you know, California is what it is. It's just it's just frustrating because like you've said it so many times. There's low hanging fruit, but they won't even take that anymore. And and you know, with the odds changes they won't even you know, they won't even lie to me. <laughs> You know, they won't even tell me, oh, well, you know, we're going to try to do this. We're going to try to do that. They just say nothing. I've never seen people. I mean, listen, I've been doing this. You know, involved in this business since a long time. And I've never seen uh, any. um, Anything that, that angered. The core customer more than this there's this thought process that um that that is embedded in this industry that things that they care about that they think everyone else cares about like aftercare that doesn't mean that aftercare is not an issue it's a huge issue and 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 we did a disgraceful job for a long time. And we do a much better job now than we did. But, you know, there's still a lot to go. But no one's not betting because of aftercare. No one's saying, oh, my God, this horse was a steak horse. Now he's in Puerto Rico. So I'm, I'm not playing that, that pick four. Uh, but I think I got two. <laughs> yeah, I'm not playing that pick I got four, two keys. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm protesting. It doesn't yeah. happen. Right. <laughs> That's that's not that's not you know it's important, and I mean I'm not trying to diminish that, but that's not why what makes people leave. People have been complaining as drug trainers since Oscar Barrera, but most of them don't. They they complain about them, but they'll use them in their their pick fives. <laughs> Not, I'm not saying you shouldn't. If they're allowed to race, you should bet on them. But that doesn't chase people away like people say it does. It doesn't, doesn't? That's not true.
1: Oh, yeah, they'll threaten,
0: but they won't do it.
1: Right. So, you know, it's almost like the opposite.
0: Drug positives, horses getting injured. None of that really chases people off. I mean, I'm not saying that it doesn't you know, some people might finally get fed up and that might be the last trouble. But the general core horse player is immune to those sort of things because they've been happening for so long that they've kind of grown accustomed to it.
1: Yeah. This is
0: something that you, that just enrages people. (laughs) I get emails people i I don't have anything to do with anything (laughs) you know what i mean and i mean i'm willing to talk about it sure
1: yeah i get them too we speak about
0: it but i mean people are like like seriously like pissed off and i mean there's guys i know that 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 i used to go to otb with and sneak out of school and go that that have just almost stopped playing and that's a big reason and and you know uh, my friend said to me he goes i f- i feel like an asshole when i when i cash Well, uh, you know i bet a horse at 7 to 1 and he goes off across the wire at, at, at 5 to 2 huh. he goes i don't care about the will pays and this and that but because and th- and, th- and this is his point he goes, he goes, my my entire life i've bet horses my entire life and just recently I had, is this happening?
1: Right. This is a new challenge.
0: Right. So don't, don't act like, oh, this is, oh, you know, this is, and, 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 you know, racing is is huge on, this is the way we've always done it. I mean, right. right? I mean, that's like the, 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 the response number one is, hey, you know, this is the way we've always done it, but this didn't happen like this. This is new. And maybe it's been a couple of years, but it's getting worse and it's getting more,
1: more, Blatant. Yeah. And, it's like not even like it's just right there, right out in the open. Twenty-two to one down the nine to two. What do you what do you how can you feel good about that as a better? Especially betting that horse.
0: And like I said to people, like even if you understand and that the horse was never supposed to be that or he was never gonna bet, you don't get it. Maybe you understand that. It's like basketball, right? like almost nobody i know outside of a few people really know what the hell they're watching they say these things that are just like i'm like what are you talking about cringe you know <laughs> and it just gets to be where you just like don't even want to talk about it because you know people just it, it's too hard to explain well, that's where this is. Like, it's way too hard to try to explain to the masses. Like everybody, oh, the NBA, they don't play defense. Let me let me explain something to you. If your college team, whatever team you root for, went out and played against an NBA team and you said, we don't want them to score 30 points, they would not score 30 points. <laughs> it's, a, it's just a complete misunderstanding of of. Of you know the, the the dynamics of the the game and the regular season being you know nine months long and playing a million games, but it's like the same thing here. You can't explain away that well the horse shouldn't have been twenty two to one. Well, he was. That's the thing. We were conditioned for years. To look to bet those horses, the horses that shouldn't be 22 to one, the horses that shouldn't be 10 to one, they should be uh four to one. We're supposed to look for those horses, that's supposed to be the ones we're trying to find.
1: Shit, you know how I roll, <laughs> right? That's what I, that's what I'm looking for, and I don't so you need can't, you can't, I don't tell need me that, right? I don't need anything to, to knock down the odds of, on horses that I like at a price, it, it's just counter. Everything that I do is a better. When there's literally three seconds
0: to go before the last horse's back gate closes and the starter pushes the button and you put your bet in at that moment, at that price. That's what it should be when you go off. To think that it's going to be... you're, You're not going to be upset when you can't literally make a bet any later than that that you're going to bet a horse at whatever price he's at at that point and say it's okay because he shouldn't have been that price
1: <laughs> that's just an excuse to you know that's excusing the inexcusable <laughs> exactly. defending the indefensible right there. you're you're defending something
0: that's going to empty out the tracks faster than anything that's ever emptied it out before. Because when winners aren't happy, how in the hell are we supposed to sell this game to anybody else? We need people to come man, somehow or another we wound up down this rabbit hole but The game is dead, man. It's dead. Because no one's going to try to fix the biggest problem that faces horse racing.
1: The <laughs> fact that the tracks sold out their customers. <laughs> right. That's that's simply put and, and very, very accurate. They might not view it that way, but that's exactly what happened. In favor of the computer teams.
0: In favor of the guaranteed money. And themselves. It's guaranteed guaranteed money. Mm -hmm. It's guaranteed money. But, you know, guaranteed money only only comes if the track's still open. We've had this conversation way too many times. I'm sure people are sick of hearing it, but I really, I question about you know, the, the desire for them to the, change is desire. The, no, the desire of, of these tracks to continue to be tracks, right? If it's it, it just has this feel like they're trying to milk it for every penny they can get, and then they're just going to say, you know, when things start to go the other way, oh, these well, you know, sorry, real estate couldn't make it. You know, people just stopped People didn't want to bet on their horses anymore, and you know they'll come up with some reason why. Oh, they you, dish, know and, you know that's
1: what they're going to say. Oh, we just people weren't
0: interested. I love I loved when people gave me the... Uh, th- this was one that, that I've always looked side at, at people since I was a kid, when they would give you the agricultural. Well, we don't live in an agricultural society.
1: Huh?
0: What a, yeah, yeah. What? Because, you know, in, in the 70s, you know. there was a lot of people that were, were, were riding their horse up to Belmont Park and, and, <laughs> and, and tying them up to the, to the outside gate.
1: <laughs> That's absurd.
0: It's <laughs> absurd. Oh, you know, we 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 don't we don't, you know, we we, we don't uh, we don't relate anymore to because we're 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 not a an agricultural society anymore. We haven't been an agricultural society for hundred and fifty years. to people you know why i like betting on horses because you know my grandpa used to have a plow and he used to uh you know uh, grow lettuce so hey we said hey wouldn't it be fun if we could bet on old elmer the the, the plow horse we got we can we can uh, have a race against the uh, the johnsons uh the plow you know, horse you
1: know what this reminds me of and and it's it's wild because you know I don't know if people out there understand that I don't really sleep a lot. I do a lot of reading. No, you I... you don't sleep a lot. Oh well, yeah, maybe on the weekend. You the, you're the between races and stuff morning, like that. About but a I, can't I, I sleep <laughs> two hours at a time, man. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Barry was mad at two at two a.m. because they haven't credited the account fast enough when he hit an Australian <laughs> trotting race. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got a hot one in New Zealand. <laughs> a Kiwi Downs. <laughs> hey,
1: there's cool a lot of overlays over there, man.
0: A lot of overlays going on. Of course, cool um, they, they, tra- they got a track over there named Farlap.
1: There's a Belmont in Australia. Yeah. Um, But I, I was listening to a podcast not too long ago. I think it was Mo Rocca who used to do... Like, things on, uh, like, 60 Minutes and stuff. He has yeah. his own podcast. And he was talking about how, uh, you know, back in the 50s, 60s, like, uh, the Wild West was the thing. And that's how you get, like, Frontierland at Disney World and, you know, Davy Boone and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about how they, it just went away. It transitioned into space. So everybody that liked cowboys and Indians went to astronauts and aliens. And this is sort of what it reminds me of, like this whole thing with with horse racing is because they're going to make it seem as if people's interests lie elsewhere. And that's not necessarily the case. Somebody somewhere thought that was a better thing, so they pushed it. They just push, you know, they push space stuff, you know, Buzz Lightyear, things like that. And I guess where I'm going with this (laughs) is, you know, that same sort of phasing out of one thing going to another. That's what it feels like with with racing. And the fact that, you know, you've highlighted, you know, time and time again that you have to question their motives speaks volumes to to that whole idea that you know do they really want it around or not i i don't know that many of them do right and it's it's just sad because you know obviously we've grown up in the game in some way shape or form you in it a lot differently than me but we have sort of the same love and and you know, comfort with the sport every day. And it, it's just sad that to think that, I'm serious. When I, when I said this a while ago, I said by the time my daughter's 18, I don't think horse racing is going to be prominent. I don't know if that's true. She's nine. She's about to be 10 on Sunday. So we'll see. I mean, I'm horse racing optimistic. can't
0: just be. Let's say that horse racing can't just be Saratoga and the Kentucky Derby. Oh no, that'll never work. I mean, this is the thing that, that people just miss that the underlying foundation of the sport is is not cracking. It's like it's like doesn't exist anymore. It's gone, and you 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 keep losing more jurisdictions. Right, look at Texas. It's it's just hard for, for me to get why people don't understand that if you keep losing major jurisdictions, that you're going to lose things. You're going it, to. It's not going to be um, a a slow descent. You're going to have so many horses. That just, uh, excuse me, so many mares that just stop being bred because there's there's no one to buy them. And, I mean, we've talked about this on a number of occasions. You can't just breed good horses. You can't just breed horses, no matter who they're out of, no matter who they're by, and and think, okay, well, this is going to be a, a horse that c- that competes at this A-level. If we only have an A-level. We only have four or five different tracks, and don't really run one day a week. And I mean, we we become steeplechase racing.
1: It's wild. nothing
0: wrong with steeplechase racing, but it's just, it's just I just don't pain. see why <laughs> people think that the industry can can survive. Um, I mean, let's face it. The bloodstock market is is the is the tail wagging the dog, but the bloodstock market is going to suffer greatly if you lose some of these jurisdictions. You, you're right. you're you're running out of people
1: to sell to. Well, just think about you know losing Illinois. Like we're on the verge of, of that happening. Like they're hanging on by a thread out there. In Texas, so you're really not going to have any racing in the Midwest, and not major anyway. Uh, how secure is Iowa? How secure? Uh, how secure is Florida? Yeah, it takes one person to be like, "Hey, why are we giving slot money to these people?"
0: Not even that. It's it, it's you have a person that that owns Gulfstream Park that doesn't care about horse racing in the least, and and the person that owns Tampa Bay Downs is. is is, unfortunately, really old. I, I don't know who's going to take over there. I don't know what the plan is. And maybe there is a a, a good plan of secession and the track's going to remain open. But I don't know that that's true. I really don't know. I don't, I don't even want to ask.
1: <laughs> yeah, afraid of what the answer might
0: be. <laughs> I mean, people, you know, we're on the verge of losing Maryland. Maryland's a big disaster. That's the other one. And and yeah, the state's going to plunge some money into it and they're going to try to figure out something with Pimlico and, you know, the state doesn't care about the racing industry as much as they care about the preakness. It's a big event. It's a big day. It's, you know, a world famous event, Not blah, 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 blah. The city of Baltimore cares about it. Therefore, you know, the the politicians, there care about it. But to think that, a government body of some sort is going to come in and, and fix all that's wrong there. <laughs> Not. You're talking about a thousand to one shot. And it's... You know, it's a problem. That's, 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 <laughs> it's a huge... It, it's a big racing state. It, it's, they run a classic race. Uh, we 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 talked about this two weeks ago. There's not a single track in Pennsylvania that would be open if they didn't have to be open. They weren't required to be open. They would close them, all of them. We've already lost New England. Yep. D- New York is is going to be down thoroughbred wise. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna have Belmont, Saratoga, and the Finger Lakes. How, how strong is the Finger Lakes? I don't know.
1: I don't know. Um, I guess they're strong as long as there's an a, attached slots and casino money to it. You know what? What? What's the the the
0: play at Monmouth long term? I mean, all all the Ohio tracks. If they didn't have to have slots, excuse me. If they didn't have to have racing to have slots, I, I don't know that any of them would be open. I mean, this is i mean most of life is about leverage right you have leverage and, and that's you know, you always want to have leverage and the racing industry as a whole the racing part of it not not the tracks because the tracks don't even see themselves as race tracks anymore they see themselves as businesses that happen to have racing as as one of the divisions but the people the horses the betters, like what leverage do we have in most of these places to to do anything, to get anything
1: accomplished, to get anything done? None, none, of, none of them. Like, none of the tracks have any kind of power. We don't, we don't have
0: we don't have any power against the tracks. That's the, that's the right. thing.
1: We don't either. Yeah, well. we,
0: we don't have power. The tracks aren't really our friends anymore. And this is a dynamic that doesn't exist in any other sport ever where the facilities were selling out the the teams.
1: Imagine that. No.
0: Imagine if the Yankee Stadium was owned by the city of New York and they decided that they could, I don't know, sell to NASA and launch rockets from there and and make more money. The Yankees would be, you know. Toast. They'd they'd be looking for a new place to play. Except, uh, you know. I guess that's not a great analogy, but it's just unthinkable in any other manner. I mean, we have to have tracks to race. It's it's one of the requirements. Well, there's a ripple. We could get rid of jockeys before we get rid of tracks. We could just we could just put mechanical jockeys or monkeys or robots. um, You know, robots, drones. We could get rid of trainers. We could just have the horses trained by uh, artificial intelligence. I mean, but the racetracks themselves—that's—that's that's un- how, how do you run without a track? And that's the thing, man. That's the unsolvable problem. I, I don't have any solution to this.
1: I don't Nobody think anybody does. does. <laughs> you know, not right. not for no track. <laughs> no. There's no solution for that unless they just run out in a field somewhere, and that ain't gonna cut it. So you know, it's it's just uh, it it's really what sets me off. And I get it, you know, you you put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into this, literally all three, and it's just it's it's just a cruel charade. What's going on right now? It seems like.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, I, I never. There's two things I never saw coming. I never saw the tracks selling out the betters,
1: the customers like their main co- it, just the people and that I, I never saw business. I never saw
0: billionaires teaming up with other billionaires like <laughs> they do. Yeah, that,
1: that, doesn't, that, that, always, that doesn't make sense
0: to me either. That That is always kind of made me like that was always the thing that that i, I was very taken aback by the that they would check their egos
1: um well i mean it's just the, the the whole you know like if you think about the sea biscuit thing and and war admiral you know it's like the purest Part of this game is my horse is faster than your horse. Let's race. I don't think people think about it that way anymore. Clearly they don't. You know what what they want to
0: do now? Even the rich people. And it's, it's really disgusting. They just want to make stallions. Yep. Most of their stallions... Listen, most of your stallions suck anyways. That's the thing is most stallions do not turn out to be any good. Like that guy today.
1: Palace Malice.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, Barshu what? and Stacy and Sweezy and I guess a couple other people, they, they bought this, this horse. This, this is it a it Philly? Yes. Yeah, Philly for like 10000 bucks. She's by Hitted a Bomb. You know, doesn't have much pedigree. But, you know, Sweezy liked the horse and was worth a shot. And they were looking to have some fun, you know, have a, have a young horse, maybe can win a race or two. I mean, it's, you know, something that needs to be um, promoted, but it doesn't ever seem to get promoted. But, but anyways, I have, unfortunately have a lot of experience in buying horses at that level. Um, Most of the horses I bought for myself were... In that, that range. yeah. And a guy gets on and he's like, oh, the pedigree, you know. And I'm like, dude, you're buying a horse for 10000 bucks. A, if the horse is by a good stallion, then they're probably going to have so many issues that they'll never make their races. Or right. You know, we'll have some major problems that you're not really over, able to overcome. It'll be, B, pedigree is meaningless at, at, at that level. Like what? What are you looking to do? Win? Like you know, like Curlin's a great stallion, but ninety-two percent of Curlins don't win stake races. And it's just like the the just the lack of understanding of of um, I don't I don't even know where I'm going with this, but the guy the guy uses Palace Malice.
1: <laughs> There's an example. There's an
0: example of like a because he's by Curlin. I said Palace Malice has got like six crops or seven crops,
1: right? How many Palace Malice horses that you could name off the top of your head right his,
0: now? When when you look at on it on this the the blood horse stallion page, his leading current runners are are all cheap horses with one exception that horse the the the, the poly track or the the synthetic track horse, but. The rest of them are all horses, in non-stake races. A lot of them in claiming races at places like Belterra. Right, horses. He's just he's a failed stallion. He just doesn't produce yet. You know, his first couple of years he had quite a few stake horses, not good ones, but you know, stake horses. Well, that's
1: because they were feeding him. And, and the last
0: few years he's had zero, He's had nothing or one. If you go two or three years with one stake horse.
1: Yeah, you're, you're you, finished. And this, and this guy's
0: telling, to, saying, "Well, you know, I don't like his the, the stallion on his ten thousand dollar horse. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's crazy.
0: It is crazy. It's it's just, it just shows a complete lack of understanding of what the hell you're talking about. You're buying a horse for ten thousand. You're you're buy, You, you want to buy a horse that, that has the physical attributes." Of a good horse. And if they have the physical makeup, they walk well, they scope good, they move well, and they're by a decent stallion, you're not going to get it for $10,000. It's just like the NFL draft, right? If a guy was a starter at Alabama and he goes seven rounds, he doesn't get drafted. He's a dud. There's a reason that guy didn't get drafted. Right, he's a dud. There's no. But by the by the same token a guy that played at at Winthorpe or someplace that maybe was, you know, uh, two inches undersized, but he, he's got some, he's a good player. Well, those are the guys you see get signed as under at the free agents that, that wind up sometimes making it because they were overlooked because they played at, you know, in front of 87 people.
1: Well, look at the guy I played with Ben Wallace. I mean, he wasn't, Lauded out of, out of college by any means. You know, we went to an HBCU and he was undrafted. And right. He wasn't,
0: he wasn't a five star prospect coming right. out of high school. Otherwise, he wouldn't have been at Virginia Union.
1: Exactly. He went, went to Juco. Virginia. <laughs> right. He went to Juco, then ended up at Virginia Union. Right. Um, and then NBA champion, defensive player of the year, hall of fame. So, I mean, they're out there. It's just sometimes you gotta go off the beaten path a little bit oh well, if you're gonna look
0: and, and trust me it's hard to find horses at that level that that can become anything more than maiden tens or maiden 15s it's not easy there's a reason that that you know and, and I'm not a big fan of buying horses by stallions who never produce good horses but if you see a horse that, that does have a really good uh, physical makeup and you know is a, is a horse that, that has a, a great way of going and they don't have much pedigree, well, those are the ones you want to take a shot with. You don't want to take a shot with a horse who can't breathe. I don't care who they're by. They get to the top of the stretch and they're done. We see a lot of horses on a daily basis with really nice pedigrees that are terrible and you know I don't don't even know why we even talked about this other than
1: it was funny (laughs) other than the fact that other
0: than the guy using palace malice I'm thinking to myself yeah what of
1: all the horses that you could have said you said that one yikes
0: yeah, he stands for seventy five hundred. You can get to him for twenty
1: five hundred, but yeah. I, you know, the next one would have came out of his mouth was Super Saver. Super Saver at least had a couple good
0: horses. Yeah, he did. It'd run happy. Yeah. <sighs> well, well, we're gonna have some sort of show on some point at some time this week.
1: I right, just don't know so when.
0: keep your eye on Twitter. I just don't know when we put out a little going circle digest today of ranking and grading the derby prep season. Oh. All of the races were graded a lot of F's, a lot of F's, <laughs> a lot of a Derby prep, and you got no horses in the derby, you got the big old F, F bomb, F bomb, one A, couple A minuses, couple B pluses. Um. And we did have a couple suggestions. Like Sunland Park Derby needs to have its points dropped. That that race should not be. Yeah,
1: that's garbage. They
0: should not be sending horses, basically, you know, automatically in off that race. It's it's just not to have that race be the same category as the Fountain of Youth. It's just just it's, <laughs> it's just absurd. It is absurd. Um. That, that round of, of of preps actually should the round of preps that are twenty points the uh, the big jurisdictions uh, Southern California, Oakland, New Orleans, Florida, <clears throat> and the Tampa Bay Derby the uh, not Tampa Bay the uh, Sam Davis uh, th- those should be raised to it's thirty. To 30 they they need to have a, a, a bump up. It w- it would help the process it would be better for everyone if those races had a little bit more more points definitely so i don't know what else i suggested but but anyways that's out there if you want to check it out
1: yes indeed it was great great call and uh
0: You got anything else, Mister Mister Spears? No, I, mean, we'll I think we got, got a lot week. out
1: today. I think we got it all out today, so that way the rest of the week, you know, we can try pick winners. I guess. And I'm
0: still I'm still mad about Tom Thibodeau yesterday.
1: I'm, yeah, I'm he so he fell asleep at the wheel and just didn't coach. <laughs> that's that's how I feel about it. I'm just upset. I, I mean, shouldn't be. It's a series.
0: It's a series. I know what they're doing because he, he's he's going to screw it up. There's just no way of not.
1: No, you can't do that. You can't You can't get pessimistic right now. Maybe a game seven? You not naming names,
0: but he's like one of those jockeys, and you know he's <laughs> screwed <it> up.
1: <laughs> well, that, I mean, there's a lot of names that could go there.
0: He's going to win the prep race, but then when it gets to be the big time, he's going to do the wrong thing.
1: That's that's has record. he been to to a conference finals? I don't think so.
0: well, he certainly didn't make it when he was in Minnesota. He made no. it to New York and um Chicago definitely not well, no, because Derek Rose blew his knee out
1: mm-hmm.
0: all right, well, as always, a spectacular time um. We got to get the Time Lords view on the Derby.
1: Oh, yeah. And,
0: uh, like I said, we'll do something next week. If, if we don't do it, well, we'll announce that we aren't doing it. But I'm pretty sure we're going to do something. I don't know what. I don't know when. But it'll be free. And uh,
1: everybody should listen.
0: It'll be fun.
1: Yeah. Always fun. All right.
0: Well, thanks for listening. We'll. we'll